In the Holy Letters of the Rebbe in volume 10, this is letter number 2988, uh, dated Baruch Hashem, the 28th day of Tishrei, Tavshin Tezvav, Brooklyn, New York, Sholem, Rav Ubracha. So the Rebbe says, I want to confirm receiving your letter dated the 22nd day of Elul. Seems like it was about a month ago that the Rebbe is responding. The Rebbe usually tries to respond more timely than a month ago. However, the Rebbe says, first of all, your letter, even though it's dated the 22nd of Elul, it was received here uh, later for some reason. Maybe the mail or maybe he maybe dated it and he didn't send it out. But the Rebbe says it was received uh, a little bit later. And the Rebbe says because of the uh, holidays, because of the Yontav, the sanctity of the Yontav, so my response has been delayed. Please forgive me. And the Rebbe says for sure that in the meantime you've received my letter with blessings for the new year. The Rebbe used to send out to everybody a blessing for the new year. That was a standard thing, a Aksivach um, Simatoiva. In the olden days, we also used to do that. Today it's become a little less... Uh, today there's text and there's email that people don't send so much uh, Happy New Year's wishes. And some do, a little bit, but not in the extent the way it used to be. The Rebbe used to send everybody a Happy New Year wish. So the Rebbe says, I want to thank you for your visit in the Kfar Chabad, in the village of Chabad. And the Rebbe says, I see from your letter that you visited and you paid attention and you had a personal interest and you had a good eye in your uh, critical uh, visit, analysis of what's going on there. So, but the Rebbe says you did it with a good eye. So therefore the Rebbe says, I'm encouraged and I have strong hopes that also the support, and apparently he was a in one of the offices over there in Israel who can give the funding, who's in charge of the funding. So the Rebbe says, therefore I'm very hopeful that also the support that we can expect or hope that you will provide will be with a good eye. Just like your visit with a good eye, you'll give with a good eye. And also influencing in the institution to the extent you are able to, I guess, to be favorable towards the Kfar Chabad. Now, even though he had some uh, good, but he probably had some criticisms. So he's writing to the Rebbe some critical observations that he had at the Kfar Chabad. So these details that you write that require correction and improvement. So the Rebbe says, as you describe the situation, as you see it presently, I am again convinced now that the village has made progress lots of progress from what it was in the past. So basically, you have criticisms, but, you know, this means that there was a lot of progress that was made from before. So this is 
So it's good. In other words, even though there is still, because the Rebbe says the uh, most important thing, it's not important what the present status is exactly, but it's the direction, where they're going. So even if now there's lacking, but it's an improvement of what it was before. So since the movement, it stores improvements and wholesomeness to getting better. So that's the main thing. And over time, also those things that require correction will be corrected, will be fixed. But the Rebbe says we should, however, take into consideration how much of this improvement hinges on the inside, basically on the people of the village, and how much of these lackings are a cause because of the conditions of the outside, meaning that they were forced. Again, it's not their fault. As for example, if you have not allotted them enough property or enough siyud, uh, uh, lacking the English word for it, you know, they need what they need, the uh, other uh, things that they need for the development and similar. So basically the Rebbe says there's sometimes that people are not doing to the maximum it's not even their fault sometimes. Sometimes it's because of a lack of the financial assistance or the lack of the property. Like they, so it happens. So the Rebbe is basically excusing them. So first the Rebbe says number one, he found some criticism Rebbe says the direction is going too good, says number one. And number two, that also will be fixed, but how much of it is internally and how much is it based on the outside, that needs to be taken into consideration. And the Rebbe says, especially the Rebbe says, you need to pay attention to the uh, people that in the village who they are, you know, the material of what, 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 who are these people of the Kfar? The Rebbe says they come from a place that their situation always forced them to wage war with the environment. They were in such a place, they always had to fight for survival. And they lived underground. And they always approached everything with the greatest suspicion. They, they grew up suspecting everybody. Lived in uh, underground. Uh, they had to, their attitude, their relationship was always with the greatest suspicion. So the Rebbe says, based on that uh getting used to that kind of conditions, which were very negative, they lived in such negative conditions, but they were able to still remain wholesome, but not only did they save their own lives that way, but also the souls, their own souls, but also the souls of their sons and their daughters, and their lifestyle. The only way that it can exist is with this kind of uh, approach and relationship to the environment. 
So after, and the Rebbe is telling him a little bit about these people who settled in the Kfar Chabad. After this great miracle of their being saved and that they left from there. So we see a miracle within a miracle. How quickly they got used to it. They incorporated uh, uh, in a very short time, relatively speaking, to the conditions of the land and living this uh, life, this partnership life in the kfar, in the village. It's amazing to see how the changes that they had, the Rebbe calls it a miracle within a miracle, a miracle that they were able to save themselves in their lives, and yet they were able to acclimate themselves so quickly in this new life, in this life of a kfar, everything. So, the Rebbe says, even though this uh, quality of being to able to acclimate by Jews in general, uh, at least when it talks about the external matters, is very developed because the Jewish people have had to have to acclimate themselves in every country they came to, the Jewish exile. So we had to acclimate, whether it's in South America, whether it's in uh, the Arab countries, whether it was in Spain, Israel, all over the world. So we have that, but it's only five years of the Kfar Chabad. Everybody agrees that five years is a very short time to have a basic change in the condition of their lives. So the Rebbe says, I'm hopeful. So the Rebbe says, consider who you're dealing with. The Rebbe is pleading their case. You're dealing with people who went through a lot and had, and then they needed to change and to acclimate and get involved over here. So the Rebbe says, I'm hopeful that also the people and the institutions are paying attention to this in the past and also for the future. You will consider this. You'll take this into your consideration. And the Rebbe says, I'm sure any leniency, any uh, uh, allowance that you give for the kfar, even if you go beyond the letter of the law, will bring a blessing many times as much. Rebbe says, if you do extra for them, it will return many times as much. And the Rebbe says, I want to emphasize something else. Even though the Rebbe says, I put it right out there, this is something which is close to me, and it, uh, this is me, it's my, it's something which has to do with me, so, uh, Maybe you can uh, suspect me that I'm trying to find favor for these people in the Kfar Chabad. But I say, the Rebbe says, I'm still going to tell you, I'm thinking, that I can tell you with complete justice that the material, the people of the people of the Kfar is a very special material. They're a very special people, not just as they themselves and for the kfar, but also for the community. The Rebbe said these people are very special people. They're good, not only for themselves or the village, but for the whole community. Because 
even though you find amongst them, as you find in all other settlements, that there is differences and there is divisions about secondary matters and maybe secondary of secondary. So this gives you a little bit of a key, maybe what he was talking about. Maybe within the Kfar Chabad, there wasn't such, uh, and we saw that in the previous letter of the Rebbe, there wasn't such uniformed, and maybe there was some uh, between different groups within the Kfar Chabad. So the Rebbe said, although there may be some differences, there is some uh, separations, but they are with regards to secondary or secondary of secondary matters. But in their inner, in their essence, they are a united block. They're all together. This unity has been ingrained or nature had been stamped in them from generation to generation, there is a spirit of brotherly love, and even more than that. This is the Hasidim have been indoctrinated, indoctrinated with that special feeling. And as the Alter Rebbe writes in the Tanya in chapter 32, that they're actually brothers, just different bodies. Basically, the Rebbe says, notwithstanding the little quarreling or things like that on insignificant details, but in generally, the Hasidim are a united block altogether. So therefore, such a united block can bring a tremendous benefit if you just give them the proper uh, conditions so that they can develop. And the Rebbe says, as I said before, take two consideration, their special their special character. Uh, so, as Hashem instructed at the time when they first conquered Eretz Yisrael, the Holy Land, what did Hashem say? Little by little you shall conquer the land until you will be fruitful and you will land the whole land, you will inherit the whole land. So, basically, the Rebbe says, give them a chance and they are going to produce and they're given little by little. Okay, so that's another, that's one. Another point the Rebbe brings out over here, he was talking about that the students of the yeshiva should go for a visit, a tour in the Holy Land and he's afraid this person that the Sochnut, that's the, I guess, the arm of Israel that deals with the diaspora, the Sochnut, is going to uh, not go along with this principle if they're not going to promise ahead of time that the students that are going to participate in this tour are going to learn during their visit in the Holy Land, specifically in Lush and Kodesh. They're going to learn in they're going to learn in Lush and Kodesh. So the Rebbe says, so the person is saying he wants to guarantee that they're going to use Hebrew, they're going to use Lush and Kodesh. That's what the language they're going to use when they're going to be there. Otherwise. The Chsuchnut is going to object 
to this idea. So the Rebbe says not to remain uh, owing you an answer and all this. So the Rebbe says, I hope, forgive me of my expressions, my sharp expression that I'm going to say, forgive me. So the Rebbe says, this different of Lubavitch, the work of Lubavitch, even some of the students learn Yiddish, some of them learn in Lush and Kodesh. All of our effort and our work is to unite them from the inside, in their essence. It's not the language, what they use, how they speak, how they, what they learn when they learn. It is to get them to become a cohesive group without in getting involved by forcing them Whatever they choose. They want to speak in this language. They want to go in these customs. We don't get involved in that. We don't enforce that. We don't push that. We work on the inner to be together. As long as it's not against the Torah, it's okay. And we are guaranteed that if they are united in inside together, in the end, it will be the proper chemistry. So, it doesn't, in other words, the boys that speak in Hebrew, they speak in English, speak, you know, say English, or says Yiddish. So, the chemistry will work, it'll all work out. Uh, it doesn't make a difference which language they speak, because they talk about the same thing. This is the way is our approach. And at the same time, all of us, many of those who are trying to protect the language, they are trying to force a uniform language that people speak, and while they're going to speak the same language in Hebrew, but yet they're going to increase the, the separation of the hearts, meaning the uh, discord between fathers and son, between the young generation to the old generation, that, uh, uh, that that was till now. So, you know, you may speak the same language, but the uh, discord is, is, is... So what does it help the same language if there is discord going on? So what does it help to your honor if they're going to be giving beating, beatings, whether physically or spiritually, one and the other, and a, father, a son and a father, by, by calling out Haketake, which is in Hebrew, in the language of Tanakh, and not in Yiddish. So, <laughs> if they're beating each other up, what difference does it make in which language do you talk? If they use Haketake, which is the language of the, uh, of the Pasuk. So, the Rebbe basically says, don't be critical of the Chabad that we don't put such emphasis on what language you're going to be talking. We don't put an emphasis on the language you're talking about. As long as the teaching brings uni- un- union, it brings a united front, it brings people together. You can be saying, oh, we're going to talk the same language, but it's not going to help you because they talk in the same Hebrew, but yet they're beating up on each other. The fathers with the children and amongst themselves, they don't talk the same. So what difference does it make? 
So the Rebbe says, I wrote this last piece, not diplomatically, because it's a feeling of pain. Not on the end of your letter, but on this uh, outlook and this you know, thought process in certain groups in Eretz Yisrael, they brought such an attitude. In other words, it looks like they had a bad attitude towards Chabad, towards the yeshiva, because they said everything is in the Hebrew. And the Rebbe is painful from that, that causes them, you know, it also had to do with funding, and it had to do with uh, being able to get things for their students. And then they just use this against them. So, as far as practically, the Rebbe says, as you write, it is very clear, there is nobody has right to direct and to uh, tell the students that uh, they should go to the place, uh, which place of Torah, how they would do it, and if you're worried about that there's going to be students in that institution which will create separate groups and they will be uh, lacking that unison, like one, you come into yeshiva and you talk all the same language. So the Rebbe says, the fact that they will be with one heart, I can promise you that it's going to be in such an institution that is going to strengthen the union between the students that are touring and the students that are already find themselves in the Holy Land, and also amongst those students themselves. So the Rebbe says, just create that environment, that place where they can be together in that kind of environment. Halavai, I wish, may the blessed Hashem give, that it will come days that from all the educational institutions that are in Eretz Yisroh, will produce students and those who they educated that are united amongst them at least to the measure as we give and we do the unity in the students that go to Lubavitch Yeshiva. Rabbi says he's hoping because the guy is complaining that if they're going to come they're going to create because they're going to talk different languages etc. etc. You know blaming Chabad you know, that Chabad is going to make a difference in the different students. And Rebbe says, Halavai, all the yeshivas would have that sense of union or united front that is in the, uh, the Lubavitch yeshiva uh, that come out from there. And that Lubavitch yeshivas connect everybody who's in Eretz Yisrael to In France, in the United States, in Canada, in Australia, etc., etc. If the Rebbe would write a letter today, we can add many, many more places to that. And the Rebbe says, I'm asking in the end of my letter that just as I've written to you openly from my heart, without any chal misrak, there's no makeup over there, and there's no hiding. I hope that you will respond also in such a way. Because for sure, we have the same intention to bring a benefit to our brothers, the Jewish people, to the maximum that's possible. A benefit physically, spiritually, together. 
because there cannot be any physicality without spirituality that sustains it and vitalizes it. With recognition, with honor, I look forward for good news and all the above. Okay, so here you see that Rebbe is defending very strongly the Labavitch Yeshivas, which people were bad-mouthing for reasons that Rebbe explains, you know, for superficial reasons, reasons of language, reasons of uh, that they're not going to fit in into the Yeshiva Neretz Yisrael. Rebbe says, this is just externality. In the essence, the students of the Labavitch Yeshivas are united and united all over the world, wherever the Labavitch Yeshivas and the Rebbe says, Halvai, the other ones should be like that. The Rebbe says, with honor and with respect, I'm looking forward for good news. I wish I would know who the Rebbe wrote the letter to, but I'm sure it was written to somebody very influential, very influential, and somebody who can help. And the Rebbe had to sort of give him a little bit of a, what's on his mind, in order to get him, hopefully, to be more helpful and more uh, providing for the means so that the people of the Kfar Chabad and also the students that the plan was for them to tour, and they should be incorporated in the yeshiva, that they should be accepted and uh, dealt with properly as they deserve.